What is going on, guys? And welcome to episode 18 of the Listen Whilst You Step podcast. Today, I am joined by my brother from another mother. Mr. Johnny Glendening is back on the podcast. How have we been, mate? I've been seeing we've been hitting some ridiculous numbers in training. Yeah, mate, going really well at the moment. Um, training's getting better and better each week. Techniques getting better and better. Um, weight's then about the same, which is kind of nice. Um, but yeah, every week is a new challenge. And it's kind of, at the moment, feeling a bit beaten up and need a deload. But we will see what this week brings and what today brings. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, we'll actually probably touch on deloads when we talk about kind of the main topic of today. We're going to kind of touch on breaking through plateaus, both in terms of like your body weight, where you want it, where you want that to be going, whether that be running a lean bulk, whether that be maintaining, whether that even be kind of fat loss, but then also hitting plateaus in terms of your training. Um, but mate, you must be missing the gym. Yeah, like at the moment, it's not really ideal. Um, obviously, like got a few weights in the garage and stuff, so just trying to do as best as possible um but like i said it's one of those things where it's like yeah you've got weights in the garage and you can use it and you're fortunate and lucky to have that but it's still that gym environment um lifting with people um talking to people kind of thing that you miss the most really yeah but at the same time i think it's pretty incredible the results you can get like you're hitting pbs and it's literally out your garage when you go when you go back to basics sometimes sometimes it can help Oh, mate, massively. And I've had like a few people, a few clients as well, had exactly the same where they go, they've gone into it thinking, oh, I'm not going to enjoy this. It's a different type of training. Um, and in actual fact, they've found their body like just suits this type of training better and they feel better for it. Yeah, massively. I think uh, it's making sure that you do look at this as like a, a open eyes and take look at this as that opportunity. We kind of spoke about this in the, the How to Smash 2021 uh, podcast a little bit. Um, but yeah, mate, let's just kind of get into what we're going to talk about today and just kind of breaking through plateaus as I really do think this is such a, a big topic and a big issue for so many people. A lot of people, one, firstly, they hit, they think they've hit a plateau and they may not have, but we'll talk about this at another point. Um, but people hit a roadblock and they just give up. They just give up. I always relate people's fitness journey, but, uh, you know, that meme with the, um, the guy, the, the boat, the was it pickaxe and the um the diamonds and he's like nearly there and he turns around and gives up and the other guy just continues for like another two foot and he gets all the diamonds okay i literally say your transformation your fitness journey is like that you've just got to stay consistent um have you ever had any experience of hitting plateaus mate oh mate massively um like you go into the you like with the weight loss like it's very simple some weeks you're like i'm not losing any weight I know I've been consistent, been doing everything right, but for some reason, my weight just hasn't dropped this week. Um, and I've been in those situations before where I've panicked and gone, ah, shit, let's just change something and let's go, right, let's take down my calories. And of course, the older you get and the more times you do it, you kind of realise that actually you're doing more harm than good. Yes, you get then a massive weight drop, um, but then you're affecting so many more things from that such as like losing more muscle, your moods go, your hunger level shoots up and it's just not worth it at the end of the day. Like the slower you go, the better it is actually normally. Johnny becomes a grumpy bastard, basically. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit the last few weeks of that cut last summer was not enjoyable and not something I'd probably do again. Mate, there was one gym session. Both me and Johnny were coming like a couple of weeks out from our photo shoot. And there's one gym session. We did, this session took us like two hours one because we were just so fucking uh, drained. But then also like 
I don't think either of us said a single word to each other. Uh, that, that. Was, that was the biggest thing. It was just in, I think we talked for like just a bit prior and then for the first like exercise and after the first exercise, mate, it was like dead silent, like, like yeah. do I really have to do this? Yeah. And that, that both kind of came to us, like thinking things had slowed down, not just trusting the process and kind of making changes that we didn't need to be. My biggest thing for clients is people are like, oh, my weight loss has slowed down a little bit, but it's still moving. I was like, Look, if shit ain't broken, don't fucking change it. Mm. And I think the biggest thing is sometimes taking a bigger picture view. Like, yes, we look at um, weekly averages, but sometimes compare every two to three weeks kind of thing. Like some people, for example, might get a massive weight loss, like 2% weight loss one week. And then in the next week, they might not get any. And they're like, oh, I'm not losing any weight. And they're panicking. I'm like, that's because you've lost so much weight. The previous week like it's gonna balance itself out so it's just one of those things of don't chill trust the process and it will go down eventually yeah that kind of led me on to like my first point kind of plateaus is asking yourself have you really hit a plateau or have you just seen a bit of a weight fluctuation are you a bit more sore so you're holding a bit more water are you a bit more stressed out maybe your sleep isn't good if you're looking at body weight in terms of have i hit a plateau there is literally a million different things that can cause your body weight to fluctuate. Okay, there's massive, like you say, it's stuff like dressed. Um, was your carb intake higher the, the previous day? Um, what was your water like? Were you dehydrated? Were you constipated? Like, have you had a bowel movement? Uh, are, you, are you a menstrual cycle? Yeah, was it, uh, did you weigh yourself at different uh, times? Um, did you have saltier foods like the previous day? All these things, are so many factors that go into it. And that's why almost you do have to look at the bigger picture and go, right, it's going to fluctuate and that's fine. Um, but just trust the process. Like I said, it's quite simple. You have to be burning more calories than you're eating. Um, and like I said, your weight is going to be going down, but there's so many factors why it might not be that you don't actually need to worry that much. Um, you need to worry if it's something where like it's been a month or so and nothing's happening. Then it would be like, right, let's think about a change. Um, but as I said, don't do anything too drastic. Yeah. So for me, like if people see a weight stall, then we just do another week. We say, look, let's do another week. Trust the process. If it doesn't move, most coaches, I think, and this is something we're big on with our clients and we don't, we do, do not do this and we really preach this to our clients. We don't just slash your calories because you just shoot yourself in the foot. My first like thing to resort to after maybe two weeks of like stalling is just the question, are you being as accurate as you should be? It's that simple. Like, it's so easy just to kind of, oh, I had a couple, I had a chocolate there, I had a celebration there, or I had a couple of, I had a couple of nuts out the bag there, or I cooked with a bit of olive oil, I didn't track that, or I had some ketchup, and it might only seem like 50 calories here, 20 calories there, 10 calories there, but it can all of a sudden add up to be 100 calories a day. Do that for a week, that's 700 calories. Do that for a month, that's 2,800 calories. A pound of body fat is said to be equal to 3,500 calories. And that's the thing, it can easily be something like that. And like you say, for some people who, especially for like smaller girls and stuff, who where because they're smaller and they require less calories, something like a little bite here and there is going to make a massive difference compared to if you're like 120 kilos, um, like because you're so much bigger, it's not going to make as much of a difference as a thing. Obviously it will at some point, like I said, you've got to figure out all these little things as well. Um, and it's one of those, like you say, if you've not been as accurate as possible, 
um, it's just going to affect your weight at some point. Um, and like I said, and no one's above uh, making mistakes. Like I said, I've done it before and gone, oh, this pack of rice says it's 200 calories for the pack, um, but actually it's half a pack kind of thing. And like I say, it's one of those where you can never be too sure on things. The biggest thing I think for accuracy wise, what I do is I don't even trust my fitness pal, mate, because you anyone can add in calories in my fitness pal. So that what I will do to double check is I'll go on to like tesco.com and I will search the product. So say it was chicken breast, I'd be like chicken breast, click on like Tesco's product. And if their calories match up with the calories on like my fitness power, I'm like, well, that seems pretty right then. Um, like I said, you can never be too trustworthy sometimes. Yeah. And that's on that though, once you've kind of done that once and you just always track that version of the chicken breast, you don't have to do that every single time. Um, no, no, if it's a new food kind of thing, just always double check it. Like I said, yeah. Once you've done it once, you don't need to worry about it again. Yeah. It's also just like little things like people going, oh, I had these couple of meals this week. I didn't weigh them. I just eyeballed it. I'm like, I really, I keep saying, I really want to, really want to do a YouTube video on this. Like, get me, you, Eleanor, maybe my dad or someone who hasn't tracked before, and mm. just like, look, how much is this bowl of rice? How much rice is in this bowl? Or right, here's here's um, some flour. Weigh me out 100 grams, and just show people how far off you would be. Even like, even us who we've tracked for years and we weigh stuff a lot, so you have a quite a good eyeball. You could be easily 500 calories, 1,000 calories off for a day. That's the thing, like I say, if you're picking a food that's very high, a very calorie-dense food, um, and you're missing it by 20, 30 grams, like you said, that could be a couple hundred calories right there. Um, the fucking devil, mate. Yeah, exactly. And like you say, it's other things such as like, oh, I'm not going to track today or I'm not going to track this meal. Um, and like you say, people are having takeaways and stuff. And you're like, most people probably underdo it rather than actually overestimate, which is another big thing as well. Yeah, that's one thing I'd always do is if I was tracking, say, a takeaway, I'd always try and estimate when you search, let's say you had a, an Indian, you had a chicken tikka masala curry, okay? And I'd search chicken tikka masala curry, I'd always choose one that's the highest, okay? And then you just consciously maybe get some extra steps and things like that, okay? Um, but mate, just a purely like, kind of just from like, so people can have some actual stuff to take away. Once people have kind of maybe done two or three weeks, they really have hit a plateau. They've really tightened up on that accuracy. They're making sure they're tracking a spot on. They're making sure they're ticking their box in terms of training, their steps. What's your kind of go-to adjustment in terms of how to manipulate people's calories or expenditure? Well, yeah. Well, I was going to say what you kind of said towards the end, which is first, you can always do more activity. So we talked about that equation before of calories in versus calories out. And for me, food has so many nutrients in which you cannot replace which you cannot get anywhere else like i said for me the first thing is always to kind of increase the energy expenditure side so steps doing some cardio like whatever they enjoy try to increase that aspect and then if that still doesn't work after a couple of weeks again then it's a case of right let's look at maybe putting your protein up because as we've talked about before kind of thing with the protein, like purely by eating more protein, it's gonna burn calories whilst you're digesting it. Again, which is another little trick you can use. And like I said, all you have to do there is you're eating the same amount of calories, um, but you might just reduce your carb intake and increase your protein intake. And then something after that might be, if that still doesn't work, then you're like, right, let's draw this back 100 calories. 
but the beauty of that is that because we give calorie ranges, you can still be like, yes, I've drawn you back 100 calories, but let's use this calorie range. Like I said, if you feel like that's too much for some people, which some people it is, you still have that range to go up a little bit if you need it. Yeah, take a step back, look at the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Calorie targets are so important because you just naturally, you do have days where you're hungry, days where you're not. Um, just something on the protein, kind of having a like increased expenditure, next protein. Also, because protein is the most like filling, it's the most satiating out of all our macronutrients, often that comes down to better adherence because you're not as hungry, you don't overeat. And normally, like we said, consistency, adherence, accuracy, those are your kind of three foundations. If you can nail those three things, then you will see the results you want, okay? Um, kind of changing gears a little bit, mate. How about like when people hit, um, we both have this massively, um, when you start hitting plateaus in terms of training, okay? So again, it's, it is very much dependent on the person, but I think whether you're beginner or advanced, there are a few things, a few staples you can always look at, especially for training. Um, things like even similar kind of like to diet is how have you slept? What's nutrition like? What's your water levels like? Um, what did you do the previous day kind of thing? Did you do more steps than normal? Did you train the previous day? Are you more stressed? Similar kind of things to the diet. Um, well, like I said, there's so many factors that go into training um, and you've just got to control those variables as best as possible. Um, but like I said, that's whether you're beginner or elite those things can all affect your training um and then of course as you kind of progress up different things will affect uh, your training whether you're advanced lifter compared to like whether you're a beginner yeah for me again it's the case of have you actually hit a plateau like realistically or have you just had a bad session everyone yeah. has bad sessions like i had one the other week where i went to pull a deadlift and the thing wouldn't even freaking move off the floor and i was like this should be moving, but it's just a bad session. The next week went in and absolutely smoked it. So again, it's like about that trust in the process. But um, one of the biggest things for me that always kind of reminds me is, is also terms of body weight, particularly because a lot of the people listening to the podcast are going through fat loss phases, dieting phases, and things like that. You've got to remember that if you're maintaining your strength and your body weight is moving down, technically you're actually gaining strength. If we do it in kind of body weight to a kind yeah. of ratio percentage wise yeah you're actually getting stronger yeah um and i think that more we've both kind of felt that especially when you get leaner and leaner the biggest thing that goes first is definitely your upper body strength yep. uh, <laughs> i didn't have any to start with though mate <laughs> no, but it definitely has a bit bigger factor and i've seen that with clients as well who've gone oh, my upper body's really starting to struggle at this point um, compared to like lower body seems to be a bit less affected by it. Mm -hmm. um, but like, like you say, kind of thing, like with the plateaus, you've got to consider, are you actually plateaued or are you having a shit session or is it lack of sleep or one of the many things it could be. Um, but kind of what I always start to go back to now is what's your technique like? Um, because I don't think even like there's world champion, like powerlifters and stuff out there, and they're always correcting their technique. Um, like your technique can never be good enough. And I would say that's kind of the biggest fault for people hitting a plateau is actually like they need to reassess their technique as well. Um, and it's just an easy thing to do. Like it's, it's not hard. You just kind of need someone to tell you what to do and you can figure it out from there. Yeah. I think that a lot of times when people hit plateaus, 
it's because their accuracy in the last couple of weeks has maybe got a little bit shabby. They started letting their form slip because then that's only going to let you go so far. Hmm. Then get the limit. Yeah, you, you, you just basically put a cap on yourself because you've let things get so ugly. They can't get any uglier to compensate. Hmm. So then you're like, oh shit, I can't move it. Whereas if you just tightened up and you didn't progress your movements until you could nail the sets for the reps at like the top of the rep ranges with perfect form, then you progress. That's then the thing also on that, like you say there, before you like you progress up, it might be a case of progression is still something you can use um, just by making it look better. Like people think they've hit a plateau if the weight's not moving on the bar, but if that bar's then moving quicker with better technique, that's still progression. Uh, and I think so people get caught up sometimes just thinking about right. the reps and the load. Yeah. Yeah. If you, can make, yeah. if you can finish that last set of deadlifts, but still have three in the tank, whereas the week before they had two in the tank, like that's massive progression. Technically you kind of added a rep onto things. Um, so yeah, mate, that's absolutely huge. Now, I think my biggest one when I see people hit a um, plateau with training is just recovery. Okay, nine times out of ten, people like, people's sleep is actually shit. So even people who think they sleep well, like yeah, sure, you get seven to nine hours of sleep, but your sleep quality is absolutely awful. Okay, um, and I'll I'll hold my hands up at the time of recording this podcast. The last few weeks, my my sleep has not been great, and that I suffered for it this week in terms of some of my numbers got dialed in my sleep for the rest of the week. And then my last two training sessions have felt like absolute fire. Not because I've slept anymore, just because I've actually woke up feeling refreshed and feeling like I've had a good night's quality sleep, okay? Um, so my biggest takeaway would be make sure that you get seven to nine hours of decent quality sleep. If that means you have to go to bed an hour earlier, then fucking do it. Nothing good happens after 10 o'clock. No. There's only one thing and it depends if you've got... <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah moving on from that anyway yeah but i think you bring up it's what i normally find and what we've seen is it's one of either two things um either like you're overtraining and you're doing too much for what your body can handle um like you said if you're not getting in enough sleep and then you're trying to hit the same numbers that you did last week you're clearly overtraining your body um, and you're, as you say, that just then means you're not recovering and then you can't hit the next session with the same intensity um, as what you did the previous one. And then also you have some people on the other end of the spectrum where there is a few, um, but they're under training and they're just simply not doing enough. They're not stressing their body enough to change. And it's kind of a very fine line between the two. Um, and like I said, everyone's different. So just because I train a certain way doesn't mean like Simon should train the exact same way as me um, because his that way for him might be vastly undertraining the way I train. Like I said, everyone's stresses are different. And yes, you need to stress the body in order to get the change and break through a plateau. Um, but like I said, everyone's different for that. So you've got to find out kind of what works best for you in order to break that plateau. Yeah, it comes back to what we say, well, just constantly evaluating, tweaking. Like we can just look at the difference between us, particularly like with your training. You like super low volume. You don't do a huge amount, but it works for you. For me, I quite like that on some of my heavier movements, my accessory movements. I, I respond really well to just high, high volume, particularly on kind of smaller muscle groups like arms and shoulders. Um, but mate, something else that I kind of notice within terms of people's training and hitting plateaus is, Quite often people may think they've hit a plateau on some of their secondary lifts or their primary lifts, um, so their compounds, but quite often like one's progressed and the other hasn't. 
So if you've done more, say, on your first three exercises of the session, but you've maintained on the rest, that's still progression because you're doing those next lot of exercises with more fatigue, with you've lifted more load, you've had more volume, and then you're matching it. Technically, that's progression. So you're never going to be able to progress every single movement all the time. Um, it's looking at that overall volume for the session, like you said. Don't just look, and what I mean basically by volume is uh, reps times the sets um, times by the weight lifted to give an overall volume load. So that's just for one exercise. But like you said, if you totaled that up for every single exercise um, that you do in the gym, like I said, even if you just progress through one, that is going to be higher um, each session just by progressing by two and a half kilos or one rep through one of those exercises. Like I said, that's still positive and that's still causing more stress, more adaptation for the body. Yeah. Basically, stay consistent, trust mm -hmm. the process, and keep fucking getting after it. Listen to, just listen to your body a little bit. Mate, here we go. Let's just wrap this up then because I want to keep this one nice and short. Give me th your three top tips. Now, give me one top tip for someone who's dealing with a plateau in terms of their body weight. And then someone who's dealing with a plateau in terms of their training. Top tip for each. I'll put you on the spot there. I know you have. Um, right. I would actually say the biggest thing is just don't, and it's probably for both, is don't panic and just trust the process. Um, like I said, for both of them, it's a case of if you panic, it can make things 10 times worse. Like the diet, it could mean you're, you cut your calories too much and then you binge um, for training. If you kind of panic and think, shit, what have I done? Um, and you try to force through that plateau, you might cause yourself injury. Like I said, don't panic, just trust the process, go nice and slow. Um, kind of probably looking more into diet. Like I said, biggest thing I would say, accuracy, if you're looking at just diet. 100%. And then for me, the biggest plateau or the reason why you probably get a plateau with the training is just technique um, like i said and trying to force things that you probably don't need to yeah mate those are literally um, people think that yeah people think that one session is gonna make or break them and it won't um i think that's the biggest thing there is they think what yeah i need to do this otherwise i'm not progressing where it's kind of like weight loss, mate. It goes and trip, uh, goes up, it goes down. Like some sessions you might have to have a little bit less, but then the next session to be 10 times better. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Those are literally my two as well. Accuracy in terms of nutrition and that'll have your body weight plateaus look after it. And then technique, 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 technique. Look at that bigger picture, okay, mate? We're going to wrap it up there. I want to keep this one short and sweet. So guys, please make sure you go and give me a follow and Johnny a follow. All the descriptions will be in the link below. And um, also the AS Shred Squad app is now live. So make sure you go and sign up for that. It's absolutely awesome. And then if you're kind enough, please leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, whatever you're doing. And I will see you in the next episode.